Racing. It's green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. We're back for episode number 99, season number two, episode two of the second season. And uh, straight off the top, I'm absolutely stoked to announce I'm joined in person, or not really on person, in person, but uh, on the phone by Corey Smith. I haven't worked with anyone for a while, Smithy, and I buggered that one right up. How are you, mate? Welcome back. What have they been doing? Have they been locking you up in Hillsville, not letting you talk to anyone over the last few weeks? You've, uh, you've lost all ability to speak by the sounds of it, Jimmy Boy. I'm, I'm honestly, mate, just so used to working from home. It's like post-COVID where, where you don't leave home for, for six months. I feel the same. Uh, you and Jason just abandoned me and the work still had to be done and, and I was the only one willing to put my hand up and do it. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've been researching shoulder surgeons for you because you, you have been carrying the show the last couple of weeks. But uh, no, no, I'm happy to be back, and uh, hopefully we can find plenty of winners as well. Because uh, I tell you what, I wasn't I wasn't great last year, but this year it's a new year, and I'm I'm going to start hot, I reckon. Mm, perfect segue into just giving you the update on the the punters punning club. It didn't go well for me and you, Jason. Won. I'm going to leave it at that. But this year we'll talk about that in just a moment when we get to the punters punting club. But I'm feeling a a confidence year for both of us, mate. But how was the, the New Year break? Did you get up to anything exciting? Penguins down at Phillip Island again? Yeah, no, I did did head down there for uh, the majority of the time. I, I didn't really have it all off. I, I did have to make sure uh, the race meetings and the trial sessions and stuff were all A-OK at some point. So I uh, showed my face in the office of... For a, for a few days in the in the middle there, but it was good to get a few days off and plenty of public holidays in that period. So very, very happy to uh, just put the feet up from time to time I am. So you're sort of of the opinion that if you weren't there at the Meadows, the races wouldn't go ahead? I, I actually think they'd probably go ahead smoother, but <laughs> uh, so. yeah, we'll, <laughs> we can roll with that if you want. Run of the week. Run of the week from last week, and uh, Zoe Bale, I'm going with, uh, defeated a, a greyhound in hot form in hot scotch, and I thought this was a, an outstanding run. Sections were off the charts, went 508, 1761 down the bat. This is a, a serious greyhound to follow. Zoe Bale jumping from box number one on New Year's Eve. Ready? Set racing. Hot Scotch on the inside. Jumped away pretty well away faster on the inside. Zoe Bale. Zoe Bale's going to go through it. Hot Scotch is a very handy second on the outside. It's setting shotgunners around to the back straight about six lengths away then. Came Kung Pao Kevin. Next on the outside then Sunnyside Joe. Followed then by Mirabelle Bale. Lectra Teddy. Well back then came Spring Casper Ferocious. Cody off the back straight though. Zoe Bale the leader about four lengths in front. Hot Scotch second trying to run down the leader. Followed then by Kung Pao Kevin. In the straight though Zoe Bale nicely clear. And Zoe Bale won by about two and When you go through the form and you have a look at what Hot Scotch has been doing of late, uh, Smithy, I thought that was a really big win. She didn't limping, but accelerated very quickly. The only knock I think I had on the performance was if she wasn't in box one, she may well not have got the the saloon run through to go and lead. But her turn of pace from that that first corner, the first peg, to the end of the back straight, I thought was as good as you'll see any greyhound uh, producing at this uh, current moment in time. Yeah, exactly right. That middle section's her bread and butter at this stage. She's still learning her craft a little bit, and I think she'll get stronger in the run home, and I think she'll get more experience in that first split as well. So plenty of upside for Zoe Bale. 
Saturday's preview. Saturday night's preview. We will be catching up with uh, Michael Bewley in just a moment to chat about his run up at the Meadows on Saturday night. But let's get into it. 12 winners. We're going to power through the uh, the preview and then have a bit of a chat post the uh, the preview. Race 1, 6.37. A uh, mate and final here, Smith Doggy Dog. And I'm with Idyllic Sky off the inside. Box 1, Clinton Capuano. Capuano even, uh, the trainer, I'm not going very well on this pod, but he's had four starts placed with this greyhound every time and I think knocking on the door gets the good draw. Should be an each-way chance from uh, from the plum. There we go. First race of the year that we're tipping together and the great minds are thinking alike as well. I'm with Idyllic Sky. I thought it was pretty impressive last start and I think it can win this one from the inside draw. Might have to do a little stinger, and when we both tip the same dog, it says "Great minds, great minds, great minds" over the back, just something like that. <laughs> Race number two, sports bet every dog has its day. Uh, I'm with number eight. Make no promise on top. Uh, one by twenty-seven lengths. I think it was two starts ago at Sandown Park. They don't win by that if they can't run. So. Uh, the draw is a bit of a challenge, but I think the best greyhound in the race, uh, number eight, make no promise on top for me. Normally when you're sitting there and talking about a greyhound, you say, oh, one by 27 lengths, it's probably one by four or five, and you're just putting a little bit of mayo on it, but it actually no, did. did. And, yep. and I don't think it'll be winning by 27 lengths in this one, but I think it will be winning. So the great minds, great minds, great minds. Once again, Jimmy. <laughs> they think alike. Race number three, uh, tell me you're not with this one uh, because great minds can't think alike for three races. I'm with number one, so special. I just thought the run was good last time, showed a nice turn of pace from five, couldn't get across, goes to box one, I think it's the, uh, the, the big improver here. Uh, no, no, the great minds are uh, not thinking alike here. I'm with Magic, Mar- uh, Magic Muffin for Paul Bartolo. I think has plenty of early speed and uh, can get out in front in this one. I think she'll lead. She's, I'm hoping she's getting a little bit stronger, but, uh, yeah, I think she'll lead and be very hard to chase down. When we don't agree on something, it'll say, great minds, great minds, great minds. Do not <laughs> think alike. <laughs> we'll just call it the Great Minds podcast from now on. Uh, race four, some new branding for 2023. Race four, I'm with number two, Holy Smoke on top. I think the red will miss the kick. Two will pounce on the lead. And I think with uh, with the ability to find the lead early, I think will be the key to success here. I just... I can't tuck into Kalinda Chips knowing that uh, 5.30 is about all that Greyhound runs to the first peg, and uh, it's $1.90 in the form guide, which I just think is unders. So number two each way for me. Yeah, this is one of those ones where punting and tipping are two very, very different animals. Kalinda Chips is my on-top selection, but if I'm getting less than $2, I'm probably not willing to bet on him. He's got a massive motor, but as you said, 5.30 is about as quick as he's going to go early, so he's going to have to get everything right. He definitely can, and he can definitely win, but I certainly won't be backing him with my money. Okay, if you were having a bet in the race, who would it be? Probably Holy Smoke, I think. Looking at the prices in the Watchdog form guide, uh, probably probably Holy Smoke. Great minds, great minds, great minds. Race five, I'm with number two, Blackpool Ryan. This is my best bet of the night. Uh, just quite simply, I think, leads. Leads for fun and uh, is racing really, really well. I was a little bit surprised to see that the winning strike rate of, of uh, Blackpool Ryan was only what it was. I thought with that early speed that uh, this Greyhound's been showing of late, I thought may have been able to win a few more than than uh, what's uh, this Greyhound's produced as, as wins so far throughout the career. But I'm pretty keen. Blackpool Ryan, I think he'll bounce on the lead. He'll dominate from the front, and he's my best bet of the night. 
Not my best bet of the night, but he is my selection in this race. Blackpool Ryan definitely leads 502, 504 at uh, two of his last three and then went to Ballarat last start. Uh, back to the Meadows. I think he'll be running the low five and I think he should be winning. Race six, I'm with false confidence on top. Uh, really promising type. Was down the track in the Silver Chief recently. Uh, won at Shep two starts ago. No luck in the, the free-for-all behind Scofflaw. Was harshly graded to a free-for-all for a young dog. So back to a mix four and five. Smaller field I think will be hard to beat. This is a really intriguing race. I, the first first set, like initial look that I had, I, I had false confidence there, and I thought he was a really really nice bet. But I think Mapunga Warrior, the old boy, I think he maps really nicely. So I'll be taking whichever one of those is uh, is further out in the market. I think I've got them both marked around the three dollar mark. So if I'm getting anything above that from Mapunga Warrior, I think uh, he'll definitely be placing just whether he can get over the top of them late or not. Race seven, I'm with Applicant on top. I thought this was probably the hardest race of the night because the greyhounds that I like in the race, uh, Rosie's No Angel, Modern Kalinda, even Jigglypuff could run a race. They're just drawn a bit upside down. So uh, purely based on the draw, I'm with number one, Applicant. Yeah, this is this is not a really nice race for me to try and speed map either, Jimmy. Boy, I've, I've got Modern Kalinda in there, but yeah, it's not, not even remotely confident on this one. Race 8, Houdini Boy at stud. Probably won't be uh, too long before we see uh, the Houdini Boy progeny start to uh, to hit the track. I don't think I've seen any as yet, but uh, I remember when Houdini Boy won the, the Sale Cup. I was down there, and I don't know how much you remember about Houdini boy, Smithy, but this Greyhound's turn of foot was just out of the world. He, he, he just exploded past a Group 1 field like they were Tier 3 dogs. And, yeah, I think I think he's got enough X factor. Even though he was a staying Greyhound and they don't generally go on to produce, I think he was a, a fast enough sprinter um, that could stay. And, and, therefore, with that X factor, I think he'll make it as a stud dog, Houdini boy. Yeah, no, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with uh, the X factor. He, he had that in spades. He was an absolute weapon and... Like you said, his turn of foot was just electric. So I've, uh, I've had a few little reports come through that the Houdini boys have broken in well and that sort of stuff. So fingers crossed he goes on as a stud dog because, uh, yeah, he was an absolute cracker and one of my favourites for sure. Who wins the Roy, uh, the, the race? Jeez, I'm battling, aren't I? <laughs> Who wins the race <laughs> in the name, in the honour of Houdini boy at stud? Uh, I've gone with Valor Bale, but I think my Bonneville <laughs> could speed map straight to the lead here, Smithy. Who, who do you like in the at the eighth event? Uh, if I can get an each-way price, I'm going to be taking Grace in shock. Heavier the place, he, he's just very, very consistent. He can he can go up on speed. He can come from off the speed. I think, like you said, my Bonneville will uh, be prominent early, and I think Grace in shock can get a nice little card into the race. Race 9, green light on podcast. It's good to see in 2023 they haven't ditched uh, that race. Uh, I'm with number 2, Roman Blazer. They've probably named the green light on podcast the hardest race of the night, I think. It's only a smaller field, seven dogs, but... Oh, I found it hard to tip. I thought the red would be well suited, but probably may get outpaced. If not, if the red can kick through and lead, it'll be hard to beat. But I'm with number two, Roman Blazer. Yeah, this this for me is the toughest one. I, when I print out the book and I do my highlights and uh, and, and my, my tips in there, this race is blank. This is a, a tough one. I've been waiting for Ox the Man to draw a winnable race. This is probably a winnable race, but it's an awkward draw. Correct. So Ox the Man on top, I think, but it is an awkward draw. I agree. Uh, Quincy Bale for me in race 10. Uh, Rita Bale on top for me. Last race, uh, another hard one. Um, I've circled uh, number two and number three. I'm not too sure how I play the race. I think maybe Cab Fair home just based on the fact I think the red can lead, the check can track up on, on, on the outside through the first corner and take over and be pretty hard to beat. 
Yeah, I've got the two on top, Cab Fair Home, but I think uh, if we can get an each way price about Blue Tick Meyer, half to her boy, mind you. I've just had a look there. Yeah. Uh, I think we can we can get it run a place there. I think she's uh, pretty well drawn out wide, only only a little girl, and uh, I think she'll like it. Out this there. is why I love you on this podcast, Smithy, because now it's got me thinking. I, I didn't like anything in that last race, and I tipped the two, and I just. I wasn't convinced, um, but now you've come up and you've said Blue Tick Mayor. I've sort of just had a bit of a scroll back through the best of her form, and I'm going to sway. I'm going to jump off Cab Fair home, and I'm going to go with Blue Tick Mayor because she's gone 30 and 21. She can lead ping. She likes to cut across hard when the lid's open, and I think barring the two and, and the one showing reasonable speed, this is a, a Metro race that really does lack early, early pace. So I'm going to jump ship. Uh, you've talked me into it, even though you weren't really trying to do that. But I'm now with Blue Tick Mayor. I don't do that very often, Smithy. My, one of my rules of punting is never go off your original selection, which I've just done there. Yeah, that's that's one of the, the crucial rules. But uh, I, I might jump ship and go the other way and follow whatever you tipped before. So, no, I won't do that. But, uh, <laughs> let's get Blue Tick Mayor home. Hopefully we can get an each-way price. Hunters punting. Well, the segment that was a flop in 2022 is back, not by popular demand, uh, but just back because we need it to fire in 2023. It's the Punters Punting Club uh, just giving you a bit of a rundown because uh, I spoke to Jason Adams on the pod just recently. Uh, I had a chat to him behind the scenes of the podcast. He won the, the competition for last year. I finished second and, Smithy, you were back in third. Uh, third being last of the three. But uh, the good news is it's a new year. Um, I will be... You, you've got the choice of picking the fixed odds. I was going to say at the time we record, but that might be a little bit tricky for me with my spreadsheet skills. So let's just make it starting price on sports bet. Um, it'll hopefully be better than what I did last year just with the local tote. But what are you doing, Smithy, to kickstart 2023, mate? Last year, I'll be honest, you got away to a horrible start and that's why you struggled, but you picked up toward the end of the year. So... Carry that form into 2023, please. Yeah, well, I had one New Year's resolution, and that was uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go for first. I'm just going to try and pick you off in second place. I know Patch is, Patch is well ahead, but uh, I'm just going to pick you off in second place. That's my New Year's resolution for this year. But uh, I will have $25 the win on race two, number eight, make no promise, drawn well out wide and has plenty of ability. Uh, and then I will have $25, as I'm flicking the page to find what race it is, on race eight, number six, Grace in shock to place. Okay, so you've already made it harder for my spreadsheet. Jason Adams just gives me $50 the beak. You have to put a few in because I am going to keep up to date this year. I promised I'd do it last year, and my New Year's resolution is to become a little bit better at running a spreadsheet for the Punters Punning Club. Mine is 25 each way, race five, number two, Blackpool Ryan. I think we'll lead uh, and dominate. I'm pretty keen there. The 2023 Greyhound Racing's Crystal Ball. Yes, that's the stinger for the crystal ball. I've already spoke to Daniel Hibbert. He thought Amron Boy was the, the runner to watch in 2023. Who is it? Who is the greyhound when you look into the crystal ball that is going to take a hold of 2023 and make it their own? Oh, well, I, I was going to roll with Amron Boy, but there's no prizes for, for saying him. I think everyone's got him on their mind when they, they think who's going to dominate this year. But I'm going to go with the Greyhound that he beat in the Silver Chief and I have a massive opinion of, and that's Rejuvenate. I don't know whether he's just better around one turn or whether he's going to be an absolute superstar two-turn dog. But 29.47 at the Meadows, first go around two turns, first go in the city. He has an enormous amount of upside. If uh, if Paul Brown can keep him on the track and keep him fit and firing, he's going to be a massive, massive player in any race series that he 
competing. I couldn't agree more. I thought Amron Boy rejuvenated the two moving into twenty three. Is there a into twenty twenty three? Is there a Smokey? Is there one that we're not thinking about that, that could have a big year? Maybe a Dundee Smokey who who burst onto the scene, maybe hasn't gone on with it? Yeah, I, I like dogs that can uh, can show plenty of early early pace. So dogs like a Zoe Bale, a Landon Bale, or um, I, I better mention Paula Bella's dog as well. What's what's its name again? Starts with C. Cruise mode. I'm not thinking. Cruise mode. That that's got plenty of ability, and I think once it steps up in journey, I think it's got a big future ahead of it as well. So uh, those sorts of greyhounds that can run your low fives early, they're they're worth their weight in gold. So any of those sorts of greyhounds can uh, show show plenty of ability. But when you have the X factor that uh, Amron boy or rejuvenate has or even where she's fast she she could probably race on for another 12 months she's lightly raced as well so we can't forget her so plenty of good greyhounds going around at the minute jimmy boy yes uh thanks for your time smithy but as i let you go mate warrigal cup eats on friday night have you had a bit of a glance through there and is there one that stands out i, I notice a, a local dog cyber truck has been airborne uh, wow, she's fast is down there as well at uh, Warrigal. And we had the word last year that wow, she's fast went something ridiculous uh, over the 460 at, at Warrigal. I can't remember the time exactly, but it was like 25.19 or something like that in a trial. So have you had much of a look, question one? And question two, have you found the winner of the series? Uh, I have had a look. I, I did mean to have a look through the all-in markets and see if I could find something, but uh, I haven't had the chance to do that just yet. But I think Fernando Mick, I, I really like him around one turn. Obviously, he won the Hobart 1000 uh, down in, what, what was that? That was a couple of days before the Phoenix, so probably about a month ago. Um, and, yeah, I think Fernando Mick, I think he's drawn box number three. He's obviously got stiff competition. He's got Panadero Warrior on his outside, but I think Fernando Mick's going to be really hard to beat. On your Smithy. Good to have you back, mate. Cheers, Jim. Inside Info. Something a little bit different on this episode of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast, Inside Info segment. And we've got uh, two special guests on the one phone call. They're a training duo, a dynamic duo from Victoria who have a, a runner engaged at the Meadows on Saturday night. I speak of Michael and Debbie Bewley, and they've been good enough to both join me on the pod. How are we, guys? Hello, mate. How are you? I'm Hello, good. How are you? I'm going well. We'll start with you, Deb. Uh, the the joy of greyhound racing. Uh, what's it like training a winner? What? How would you explain the feeling of getting that uh, that winner across the line? Well, I was lucky enough to be in greyhounds when I was a toddler, James. So um, my mum and dad owned the Australian Cup winner. It was Bon Jace, and my brother trained it. So we're big in the greyhounds, and I've had that winning feeling, and I just can't wait for Michael to have it too. And you've got a, a very special greyhound before we chat to Michael as well uh, that you're racing at the moment. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Desmonde? Desmonde. Well, there is a, a real story in Desmonde. He's actually named Pop. He's a, um, he was from our litter. We, we bred him ourselves. And my, my mum said that she wanted to buy a pup from us for $5,000 to help us along when we first started out. And um, she was so excited and she paid for his rearing all the way through as a pensioner and she, just wonderful. And she was so excited to see him race. And just before he raced, she passed away. And um, she, she picked him before he was born. She said she wanted the black one <laughs> from the litter. She, um, I just get emotional here, I'm sorry. She called him Des Monday after my dad. 
And um, he's just been a terrific dog and he just keeps winning and there's six of us siblings that share the money. It's, it's a beautiful story, isn't it? Because it's amazing, it it's amazing how a greyhound can just be that, that automatic reminder, not that you, you're going to ever forget your mum, but just to, to know that he's racing in her memory every time that he steps out on the track. For sure. And it's like we all say it's mum and dad because she's named it after dad and we say go mum, go dad and <laughs> off the dog goes and he does his best every time. And he's putting so, together a nice little record as well. Uh, what, what is it like training as a, as a husband and wife? Are there any tense moments out in the kennel? Who's the big boss? Tell me a little bit, a bit more about it. <laughs> I really wasn't ready for that one. Um, <laughs> it's hard. I'm the boss in the house. Michael's the boss in the sheds for sure. Well, it's sounding like you're the boss of the phone call at the moment as well. I better have a, have a chat to Michael. You've been getting plenty of winners. I know Deb's been pretty proud on, on the social medias recently, uh, chatting about the numbers that you guys have been able to amass through 2022. Do you sit back and, and pinch yourself at the end of such a successful year, knowing just how well you, you went throughout that year? Yeah. Um, look, it's it comes back to hard work and um, uh, it's, it's a team effort. We've got... Um, Tom Samantha is working with us as well, and he does a great job. And he's got a couple of dogs here, and um, uh, we couldn't do it without him. Um, and everybody chips in, Debbie, Tom, myself, and um, it's you try and place your dogs where they, you think they can win. And um, if they win, it's just, it's a great feeling, no matter where you win. Ballarat to Meadows final would be a, a bit of a special race to you guys, I feel, because you do a lot of racing at Ballarat being uh, sort of in the, the middle there at Pentland Hills of <laughs> probably both Ballarat and the Meadows, really. And uh, Bar yep. Rose drawn box number eight, Michael. Do you give a, give uh, Bar Rose a bit of a chance uh, come Saturday night? Yeah, I do, actually. I, look, she's box eight's not a good draw at the Meadows, but she's got a stack of ability. She's had a few issues, um, but she can run the hands off the clock when she wants to. And... Um, I think drawn out wide, she's going to stay where she wants to be. And if she can get a clear run through the first corner, the pace is all on the inside. Um, she'll be running home at the end. So um, if she's there down the back, uh, watch out. I think she looks a genuine chance in the the race. There's no doubt about that. What would be the one race you'd, you'd want to win as a trainer? The Melbourne Cup. It's the Melbourne, the Melbourne Cup. Cup. And for you, Deb... Yeah. I know you, you, you were just mentioning that in the family there's a success in the Oz Cup. Is that the race that you'd love to, to try and emulate and go back and win or are you happy to join Michael oh, and take out a Melbourne Cup? Oh, I have to say the Phoenix. The Phoenix. It's funny that, it's funny that Deb, because obviously I called the Phoenix this year and, and there was just an enormous buzz and atmosphere around yeah. that race. And considering it's only coming into its third year this year, there's only been two runnings thus far, it just has this this aura about it, doesn't it, the Phoenix? It just sort of draws you yeah. in as a participant. For yeah. sure, definitely. Yeah. Because it's not the trainer-owner. There's other people involved. It gets the crowds there. It's a great thing. People get to know the racing names of the dogs and they just follow them. It's really good. Speaking of following them, is there one in the kennel that we can black book for 2023 as, as a nice one coming through that we can have a little wager on each and every week? Gamble responsibly, of course. I'll start with you, Deb. What's the, the kennel star uh, in your opinion? <laughs> Well, James, there's a few, but I do have one that we're very excited about. As long as you keep this between us, okay? We, we are on the pod, but uh, away we go. <laughs> I'll let you know that it is in South Wales dog who has unofficially broken two track records in trials of the line, and every time he goes around, he's a very fast dog. Okay. To give you an idea, the night of Dacto's Group 1 Megastar, 
the winner ran 29.75, and that's my guy in another race, 29.76. There you go. So he's obviously a very, very fast dog. Uh, he is. Okay. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's the one we're following in 2023. Is, is that that's all we it. need? Michael, you don't think we oh, need another one? No, De- Debbie's tip's good enough to follow, so um, I'd be following that. <laughs> no, nah, sounds good. Well, good luck with everything uh, moving forward. You had a terrific run in, in 2022, and we uh, we wish you well in 2023 to continue the same way you went last year. Thank you, mate. Thank you, James. Good health. Another episode done and dusted for the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Uh, we got away to a pretty good night at Sandown Park on Thursday with... Uh, uh, a double-figure price winner, the uh, Punters Punning Club, okay. Amron Boy was impressive. Ludo Bagman was unlucky, but that's the way the, the cookie crumbles sometimes. Good luck and happy punning for Saturday night at the Meadows.